What's going on, everybody? Nice to, to hear from you again. Well, I have someone extra special here, and you probably all know why. But at the same time, I will state explicitly, if you have not heard everything up to episode 25, please take a beat, go back and listen to it before you listen to us. But in the interim, here's a nice long spoiler pause break. Now, Paul, tell me how you feel about Errol dying. <laughs> <laughs> Just really jumping right into that. I gave you? him a warning. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I When it happened, I was not very happy. I I got quiet. I like My face got hot. Like I was not happy. I mean, I, I had warned all of you, and I believe episodes prior, Woody literally made fun of me for like, why do we need extra <laughs> characters? And uh, and then you dropped. Well, yeah, that fucking beast was just swinging for the fences. And yeah, like it was it was crazy. Yeah, there was a lot of ways to play that. Uh, and I tuned it using the resources that I had to, to make it appropriate for a level five party. But as you found out at the end, the whole impetus of the encounter was to basically destroy the ward stone, which they all prevented you from doing. And he was supposed to stand like this resolute guard that was supposed to just literally lay out damage. And he did that job well. Yeah. Well, and, th- and that was the chance that I was like trying to take during that combat was like, he knew that with like that, that was the primary goal was to destroy the ward stone to stop the demons. And, you know, he gave his life trying to do as you, such. You did. You you did great. All of you did great. Honestly, I didn't think I could. Uh, I didn't think I would do such a good job of guarding the Wardstone as I did to push the combat out as long as it went. But it all played pretty well into some of the stuff that I had planned if it occurred. And uh, though I hate that Barb died, um, it you know adds a little bit of a layer of. Well, they won't they? Like, Errol fell, and he got brought back by Paizo's own written rules. That wasn't any DMing sanctity, but there's a lot in this campaign, specifically around the heroics of the heroes. And, yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Well, I mean, the type of resurrection that happened is, like, unprecedented. Yeah, it is. And, and so when I thought he was struck down, like, I thought thought he was struck down like i was like in my mind i was like oh shit like errol's dead it's like now i gotta get in the mindset of playing like a new character and it's like and how like that folds into the story and you know i put so much time and effort into errol's backstory and like kind of embracing him as a character and like watching him develop and you know the last like 25 episodes it was pretty sad yeah, so you had to figure out how to going to punch me in the face as hard as possible. The exactly. angles, jumping off a chair, maybe <laughs> uh, getting Alex, me unaware. I have the high ground. <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> Don't do it. But yeah, I mean, obviously, very glad that that wasn't the final outcome. But uh, yeah, I just know that the campaign is just going to get like more and more and more difficult, and there will be character death. Yeah, like there's no two ways around that. So, well, I appreciate you for sticking with me, and I appreciate everyone for sticking with me. Honestly, it's been such a fun ride. I can only imagine that it's going to get crazier and even more fun as uh, things unravel. Yeah, 
and you've read pretty far into the adventure path if not through the end and all you, of it you know quite a bit more than we do obviously and yeah i just i can't wait to start getting further and further and further into this adventure path and seeing what kind of crazy shit pops up well why don't we go ahead and check on errol and everybody else right now in episode 26 Uh, all right then, let's roll right into it, but without a legitimate roll, and we need a shoot the shit before. moment. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Shoot the shit moment of the day. What was your favorite Christmas present? Mine. Oh. Mm-hmm. For the nerds out there, Sierra got me a gajillion Magic the Gathering cards, and for you manly folk out there which is a gender-neutral term. She also got me a sweet toolbox. That is true. Nice. I mean, nice. yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Like a like a big like husky, like garage one, yeah, or like, like a travel one with a handle. Like a travel one. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. There yeah. You go. <laughs> uh, I think our housewarming present from Paul and Crystal's father was one of those. He's like, "You have a home now. Here's a badass toolbox." And we were like, oh, "Wow, right. thank full, you. Of, full tools. of tools." Yeah, yeah, like every tool you. He completely outfitted us, and it was like, yeah. "Oh wow, he did you. that. He did that for me too when I bought my house." That's awesome. Yeah, he's a good. He's he's a great that's fellow. A great present too. Like mm-hmm. that's it really is. That's something you wouldn't think of. Like yeah. Normally we just buy people house plants because <laughs> you have a house now. Here's something to kill. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sierra, what did you get for your holiday present? I got some really badass tarot cards from Travis. Nice. They're really pretty. They make like a panorama when you like put the suits together. They make like That's a That's cool. That is really picture. cool. Awesome. Chelsea, Chelsea has a bunch of tarot cards, and every night before bed, she does a little like tarot reading for herself. Oh, that's fun. That's really cute. Yeah. Edwin? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing that I upgraded with this, this Christmas was I got a sit-stand desk. My back was killing me from working at home, and I was like, you know what? Enough's enough. Time to double down on this, so... That's there's my a, big one for me. That's a great present. There's like a, there's a limited number of stand desks in the biology department uh, mm-hmm. where I work. And whenever a graduate student leaves, it's like a mass frenzy of like who's been there longest, who got there <laughs> yeah. first to then get the stand desk. And it's it's very cutthroat, but not really because everyone's quite cordial about it. Because usually like the first person to get there who seemingly has seniority, everyone's like, all right, it's yours. <laughs> but it's uh, it's really nice. I have not. Managed to get one, and I've been there for two and a half years now. <laughs> I think Woody also got the one that like uh, is electronic, so it changes. That, that's what they have. Yeah. So it's the actual the actual tables, the stand desk, not just yeah. like one of those modular things. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, which is dope. Awesome. That's so. Even yeah, the thing I got. So I've got I guess four different settings on it, but I also got. Hold on one second. I know this won't translate to the podcast, but I got this cool little balancing board thing that came with it. 
So I'm able to actually like use this right now and balance it and it helps. I've got lower back issues, so it helps me a ton and it's really helped so far. Hmm. Exactly. I I didn't know you were that old, Woody. I am horrifically old. (laughs) We're all old. Some of us more than others, eh, Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, what did you get? He started it. No comment. Yep. (laughs) Um, What did I? So many, so many wonderful gifts. I like the secret Santa that we did with our friends. That was pretty fun. We had a $20 limit. And someone just rage ran around the dollar store and <laughs> filled like, a basket. Three oh, random items, uh, including such items as ring pop, um, laffy taffy. I have a miniature figurine of the Rock. Always now. important. Uh, <laughs> a plastic harmonica and a plastic recorder <laughs> to add to my woodwind collection. My plastic woodwind collection. So that was super fun. I enjoyed that. You play oh the plastics God. now. <laughs> There's the brass, oh, the woodwinds, the, yeah. the plastics. Don't forget the reed section. Yeah, I play strings, plastic. Oh my goodness, <laughs> Paul. Um, so this is kind of like a a hybrid Christmas present slash because we already talked about the PlayStation Five. That's fair, and that was kind of you know we already we already did that. That's come and gone. Um, <laughs> but. Because of all the like COVID restrictions and not feeling comfortable going to gyms and working out and even going to the rock climbing gym, which I yeah. miss, um, we are getting a Peloton. And so we're going to be doing some spin classes and cycling. And then we got the, the Peloton membership and, you know, going to be doing all the classes that they offer. So, nice. so since you only nice. have one Peloton, are you yeah. going to like cheer the other person on when they're in the well, the nice thing is, is Chelsea this. likes to work out in the morning, and I like to work out in the evenings. So there won't really ever be a, a conflict of both of us wanting to use it. So you can record, you can have her record herself on the bike, and then just play a video next to you when you're on it. Okay, I will <laughs> say bike ride together. Financially, we've all been very lucky during this pandemic, but yes. no one's been so lucky to be a two Peloton household. I will say no. that for the record, yeah. because that is. Yep. That is a whole different. Might as well get a yacht. Well, well we're we're financing it, and it replaces our monthly memberships yeah. for our gym. So it was like literally the same monthly cost. So no, fine. totally fair. It's just no, we didn't buy it cash. We're Trust me, we did not buy it cash. We're a two Peloton household. We're we're, we're a three Peloton household. There's yes. only two of us. Whatever. Sometimes I don't. I don't want to use that Peloton. That one's not as good as that one. Uh, no, can we you don't explain have... what that is? I don't know what a Peloton is. Stationary bike. Yeah, it's a stationary oh. bike, but uh, they're kind of like the like highest tier of stationary bikes uh, it has like a 24 inch screen on it and i absolutely despise treadmills so like i just get way too bored it's true i mean i walked into a gym once and paul had already taken a bat to three or four treadmills and so yeah. it was it was odd to say the least so, for him to wreak such havoc on uh innocent so his technology. workout was over yeah it this was. is why we came to the gym yeah <laughs> he was, he was winded home. it took him 20 minutes great cardio great workout great workout. i mean my obliques were sore for days um and that's why i don't have my gym membership anymore because they're not allowed to <laughs> yeah bend for life i think is the term yeah just from all 24-hour fitnesses in the greater colorado state area though yeah and choose fitness that's fair and vasa yeah but that one, you just kind of broke into and stole a treadmill to try to replace the last ones. It became a really bad pyramid scheme yeah. very quickly. All right. What about you, Alex? What about DM me? Alex? And let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Ouch, my feelings. 
No, I got, I did, I got my my Christmas my Christmas wish of the PS5, and I I got to play it. But we also recently adopt, adopted a dog, not for Christmas reasons or for holiday reasons, just because we felt it was time. And for that COVID has been, reasons, yeah, for COVID reasons. <laughs> and it was, uh, honestly, it was genuinely, I don't know, that's been pretty great. Yeah. She's she's very well behaved, except for when she's not, <laughs> like all dogs, uh, <laughs> especially when she's sleeping. Yeah, she's really well done. She is so adorable when she's sleeping, and then for some reason, a complete nightmare. Otherwise, I'll I'll figure out the through line at some point in time. But no, she's a she's a great dog. I love her to bits. Um, it's been a long time since I've never had a dog as an adult, so it makes me very excited. I'm very excited to have her. We've had her for around a, a month or so now. She's settling in quite well. The cats hate her. Uh, she loves the cats. It's it's a classic Alex and Crystal relationship. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you ever want to see pictures of her, she's all over our Twitter because she likes to sleep in the cat castle and it, and it makes my heart very happy. Dungeon dog. Dungeon dog. Dungeon cat. Other cat. So it's, it's a menagerie of animals we got going on here. Speaking of a menagerie of animals, a bunch of the people that came to help you are dead now. Or dying at the very least. I think last we left our brave adventures. Uh, no, you all did an amazing job. You had literally shattered the Wardstone. It's various shards lodging itself into the skin and bones of the raised Minotaur and the half-elf oracle that had brought him back to life. Errol, having since departed from this world, was pulled back from the very fringe, and you all were encapsulated in this bright light. Arrow floats as his wounds slowly fill in, if only through some sort of strange, beyond miracle, magical means. A woman appeared, ripping a rift in the very space and time of this room, walking through, surprised. Now, for those of you at home, but mostly here, I want to show you what this woman <laughs> looks like as she comes through this rift. Oh, good. Oh, my. Erelu Vorlish, the succubus, comes through this rift. She has body of a woman, bright red dress with these huge bat-like wings and these grand twisted horns. She has an ornate silver headdress and has a lot of jewelry hanging off her with these bright red eyes. I didn't think you'd make it this far. She pervades what is left in the room. The wardstone shattered. In its place, a glowing sphere of bright yellow energy pulsating, no longer tainted by the purple dark magic that had been forced into it. As she walks through this gateway, she looks at the four of you. Uh, this is going to be far easier than I thought. She starts moving towards Tammy, hand outstretched as she does. Erebeth rises to her feet, dazed, injured. No, you, you're going to have to deal with me first. Raising her sword, glowing the bright orange, the bane rushing through it. And she goes, I don't think I will snapping her fingers and suddenly 
Irabeth can't breathe. She starts to claw at her throat, unable to catch her breath. Krell, on the far side of the room, does much the same, falling to his knees. In his last moments, he reaches behind him. He grabs a cold iron arrow, loads it, and shoots. She catches it in the midair, breaking its shaft. You have some spunk. Maybe I'll have some use for you yet. Irabeth and Krell begin to crumble, slowly falling to the ground. But she looks at the five of you, suspended, glowing, your chests rising and falling with ease. For some reason, her mass suffocation spell, having almost no effect, we go in there to your shared dream. You're all still stunned, but you receive a vision of the ward stone. It being carried across on large wooden logs as it rolls through the middle of Canabras. Its size, truly an awe-inspiring thing, and slowly it is pushed to its precipice inside the kite. It's 46... 39, there's a strange golden angelic being, a halo of small swords swimming around his head. He sits there, rests his hand on the ward stone. You just hear a, a whisper, the hand the herald You don't know where the voice comes from but you know at once who it is. You know at once where you are and when you are. The wardstone begins to glow, and you feel as the final connection in the wall against the world wound is erected. We move from this site to another. It's a strange place. But Alu, as you begin to gain your senses again, you look around and notice what appears to be Defender's Heart, different than when you last saw it. No ramshackled storefronts, people sleeping on bedrolls. No, they're drinking a different time, an earlier time. As you try and stare at the people, it's tough. Their bodies begin to dissociate, smoky, ethereal, almost impossible to make out entirely what's happening. You scan the room, but one shape in particular catches your eye, for his form holds true. You see your old friend from the road, John Gearskin, sitting at a stool. Lou! Over here! Please! Come, 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 come. And he pats the stool next to him as these rather strange, shadowy shapes move around him. Uh, I imagine at this point I'm kind of in the equivalent of just kind of a lucid dream where I'm not exactly sure what's going on, but you just kind of go with it, right? Yeah, I mean, you look at your paws, and they are your own, though as you move your hands, there's a strange strobing effect. The latency of Hmm. where you once were staying behind, if only for a moment. So we're at a rave. Got it. All right. So, <laughs> someone slipped you something. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go walk up to him and uh, sit down on the stool. 
I'm so glad you made it. Uh, it's been it's been quite the time. Well, since that day, I never thought I got to see you again, my old friend. I unfortunately met my end when the city fell. Sorry to hear that. I um. I I think. I think we might have fixed our troubles with the with the wardstone. I'm I'm not exactly sure what's where are we exactly? This it seems like Defender's Heart, but it doesn't at the same time. Well it's tough for me to explain. All I know is this woman wielding a white sword beckoned me with a task, and here I find myself. She gave me some things to tell you. I don't have much time, my old friend, and I'm afraid that what I may say may be forgotten, but it's important all the same. And worry not about me. I went quickly. The earth opened up, and I fell, and that's all I remember. No pain, no nothing. Just a simple man and a simple death. I have to tell you about your Uncle Deku. What about them? He was given a vision, but not by who he thinks gave it to him. What, 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 was, what was the vision exactly? Well, little bird. He says little bird, and these birds kind of like appear around his head. They fly, and you just oh. hear in the far distance... as you were pulled around this room and then pulled back into your own body. I have news, and I don't think you're going to like it. Your mother is alive. What? She was kept as a simple slave, but word has gotten to them that you now bear the great defender, Radiance. And you look at your hands, and for a moment it is a, a brilliant golden longsword transformed into a golden bow and then back into a mace and it moves around not holding its shape and it's gone from your hands they they took her to get to you and the goddess as she is deemed fit has asked me to save her she does not deserve this much is clouded in the world wound from her but i i have a simple place with a simple name the same one that Deku was given by a less savory source. What? Wait. Rewind. My, my mother is alive? All this time? She has been for some time. When she fell during the Crusades, she was spared. Her strength and her prowess with magic they thought would be useful in mining crystal, the Adrian crystal for the besmirchment of holy relics. She seemed far stronger and back and more resolute than others, holding on to something, holding on to you, Alu. Where, where is she? I, I, I... And Alu right now is kind of just shaking, just thinking, uh, he just had assumed all this time his mother was dead and had died just like his father. But now that the fact that, you know, in this kind of weird half dream state sort of thing. Someone's telling him that his mother's alive. He's just kind of ha has that nervous adrenaline, if you will. Um, and it almost starting to go, not not hysterical, but just 
you know, rapid fire asking questions like, where, where is she? How long has she been slave? What, what do I need to do to get her? Where, where is she? John reaches out a hand, grabbing both of yours. Easy now. There isn't much you can do yet. She is deep within the world wound. But I can tell you the name of where you must go. It's called Sesker's Gully. There is a crypt there. She is held deep within it by unsavory forces. This information I give you is a double-edged sword. They expect it to get to you. They expect you to go there. But I have also been gifted some of your adventures since my passing. I think you just might be able to save her. And I will. I will. I have to. I will. Gearskin, thank you. This has been invaluable. A true friend. I owed you. After you saved my life, it's time I return the favor. And you are pulled out of this scene. You watch as things start to turn to smoke in the far distance, and it slowly erupts towards you. John reaches out for his beer that's not there with a hand he no longer has. Takes a big swig. Good luck, my friend. Good luck, my friend. Good luck. And he also dissociates into a smoky nothingness. Lou, you are pulled back with this shared vision with the rest of your comrades. The year is 4665, some time after the Second Crusade, after you had seen the first Wardstone erected. You see Halrun, the master of the city. He looks lithe, strong. You're pulled from his image to three women who have been lashed to stakes. Underneath their feet, piles of wood, bits of kindling. He holds a torch aloft. Are we tired of being held in fear? You see that behind him is a great mass of people holding torches and pitchforks of their own. They all cheer. Are you tired of these witches turning our hands and heads towards the world wounds wants? The crowd cheers back. A single woman steps forward, small glasses on the bridge of her nose, younger than we've seen her. I think that's quite enough. Hmm. So you make yourself known, witch. Oh, I will do more than that. As a young Evanora raises her hand and snaps her fingers, and all of the torches go out in kind, leaving the street a dark, barren place, only the crescent moon above lighting their way. Now, I wish for no more suffering, and you best be getting home. Holrun moves to grab his sword, but his lieutenant stays his arm. Behind Evanora is a younger woman, 18, 19, and at her coats, a two-year-old girl with bright white facial markings grabs 
at her skirt. That's for the best, I think. As the two part ways and the other witches from the coven arrive to cut down those that they hold most dear. We go from this scene to a different one. Lillian, it's an all too familiar one for you. It is where you held your classes. This time, different, not as clear as it was in your dreams, much like for a Lou before, everything seeming constructs of smoke and memory. But there is one woman that sits there, reading through a large tome you yourself were tasked with reading when you were young and yet to know your own internal power. Evanora sits back to life once more, thumbing through the pages. You stand at the door, looking onto her. I think I'm going to move a little bit closer, take a look at what she's looking at. You realize the familiar words of the tome and the heft, even though she is an adult that you once had to hold as a child. Basic spells, augury, magics, and materials eschewed for witches. Scrolled on the front. She's gonna probably peer over her shoulder until eventually Evanor notices her. Well, Chad, I'm glad you finally made it. You know, I was wondering when you were going to show up. I took my time. So sue me. <laughs> oh, I will do no such thing. And she closes the book and turns around and gives you a big hug. Though you know that this may only be somewhere between being awake and dreaming, it feels real. The warmth and the true force of her hug. Familiar and loving. She pulls you away, looks down, and wipes a tear from her glasses. I was... I was always so worried. You were... Well, not to play favorites, but you were mine. And, of course, your other mother, Piper's. I saw that you saw what became of me. I'm so sorry you should not have to lose two mothers in a single life. I think Lillian's trying to be strong, but a few tears gather. No, no, come, come. No need to cry over spilt milk. I promise that I have gone to a better place but I know something of where you once came from her hand moves to your left shoulder and you feel as she caresses your back this tingling where your spiraled birthmark waits I am afraid the one that felled me was the one that stole your parents from you in the first place unbelievably strong I have his name, and I fear that before this is all over, you may have to undo what he has done. His name is Xanthir Vang. 
He was once a man, but giving himself to Descari has become a swirling mass of little more than maggots and worms. My child, and she touches your chin and pulls you up to her gaze, her eyes glistening with tears. I have one last bit of poor news to reveal. Your sister, at least in Coventry blood, Chezebel, ranks amongst his many black fire adepts now. We were only caught unawares because with her knowledge they were able to so easily bypass our very defenses. Now I know not news of your other mother, but she may still yet be in the world. But I promise you one very simple thing, that you can beat him. He lost his way so long ago, and the strength that swells within you is far greater than any I have ever seen before. That is why she turned. She assumed she was better than you. Chezebel always considered herself the superior. And when she was proven false, she fell to the ease of torture and pain. She looks at you, kind of pushes your hair back, kind of takes your hood down, and then kind of comforts you as she sees the pain in your face. I'm proud of you, you know. I always have been. Once more, the scene begins to dissolve, slowly. I think inside, she's got so many questions burning, you know. Did it? Did she suffer? And um, where can I find this person? And what do I do if I do find them? Um, but there's so many and so little time that I think she's going to take this time. Let it be precious moments and and just savor the hug. You move to embrace her once more as everything around slowly dissolves and phases away. Just you and her hanging in black space. You just hear as you feel her grip loosen. I love you. I love you. I love you. And she is gone. You're pulled into the dreamlike past or present or what may soon to become. It is now the year 4692. You see the great tyrant Kormazadeh, the Storm King, the one that breached the sky, split it open, and did battle with Terendalev so long ago in what may be a, a long-forgotten memory. They move to attack the kite. The Storm King manages to strike a resounding blow with his sword against the wardstone. It rings and pulsates, but 
only a small chip falls to the Baylord Lord's sword. He turns the silver dragon Trendelev surges through the sky towards him to do battle. Her grabbing him by the throat, tearing it from his giant body. He takes to a knee, grasping at his bleeding maw. Unsure of what to do, he snaps his finger and disappears. And this event begins the fourth crusade. We're in a tiny hovel now. A cave, but you see bookshelves made of twigs, bone, even an actual bookshelf that clearly must have been thrown away some years ago for the mildew and mold that had grown on it. In the middle of the room sit a bunch of different chairs, tables, things of the like. As Tammy stares, she sees her mentor, Bara, sitting, sipping at tea, slowly. Oh, good. You're here. Bara. Oh. <laughs> Bara gets to her feet, slowly, as her people are wont to do. And extends her hands. Tammy's going to start crying immediately and run up and hug her leg. I missed you. And I, you child, I'm so sorry for what has been done to you. But I see you have made new friends. She's going to like sniff and bury her face in Barra's leg and nod. Bara takes a knee. Child, I have ill tidings. I can no longer care for you in this world. What happened? I saw what was happening in the city walls and knew I couldn't stand by. I went to help those who needed it. As I moved, healing those that I could, protecting others, I came across a creature, half vulture, half man. His name was Vormarak. Powerful, evil, all-consuming. But I proved the better. However, life is not without its small, strange inconsistencies. You see, I beat him, but ultimately he beat me. As he fled, his last blow was something I couldn't recover from. Oriads are strong and resilient, but I met my time and end. 
Child, do you have your book? Yes. Hand it to me. And she'll pull it out of her pouch and hand it to Bara. Bara looks at the wizard's tome in her hand and runs her finger across the spiral insignia that is on the front. I know it is tough, but I think it time that you share and entrust in those that have cared for you and that you have cared for. Bara outreaches a single hand and the strange spiral birthmark that sits on Tammy's chest tingles. You are not alone. There is another just like you and those that fell her parents were the same that felled yours. His name is Xanthir Vang. By yourselves, you may find that the task is insurmountable, but together, the two of you may be able to do anything. It is time to let her know. Bara holds your small head in her large rocky hands as you rest it gently. I'm sorry I didn't get to say goodbye, but know that the day I found you was the happiest, was the happiest, was the happiest of my life. Things start to fall away. First the bookshelves and the cave walls, last the table and the chairs and you and Bara sit there for a moment, smile at each other. From there, it is the year 4712. You see Erebeth chasing a, a burly dwarf in bright green armor, almost insectoid in nature. Staunton Vaughn, Staunton Vaughn, Staunton Vaughn, you must answer for your crimes. Crimes, crimes. The dwarf turns around in this courtyard that contains the wardstone. Both the paladins are heavily wounded. And as Staunton Vaughn backs against the wardstone, smoke rises and he screams in pain as the pure energy burns his very flesh. He ducks to avoid one of Beth's blows, then manages to smash her knee with his hammer, dropping her to the ground. Staunton raises his hammer high, seeming ready to deliver a final blow. But the sound of armor clanging and heavy footfall moves through the hallways. He curses silently to himself with a snap of his fingers, a giant fiendish wasp appears he jumps on its back and makes his way out of the kite to safety never to be seen in Canabras' walls again Bo you're in your basement a familiar sight though tidier than you might be used to pizza boxes gone darts 
neatly arranged in their normal resting place instead of festooned in the wall and dartboard. As you walk in, you see a man. You don't recognize him. You don't know who he is. But you notice that he is covered in fur from head to toe, a thick black fur. He sits there, drinking his beer, reading a book. His kitsune-like mouth slowly grinning to himself. Oh, hey. Uh, can I help you? Oh, it's good to see you. Uh, man, I haven't seen you. And he points to the floor and puts his hand about a foot or so off the ground. So you were about yay tall. Uh, uh, uh. He begins to get a little teary-eyed and wipes it away quite quickly. Come, come, Bo. Come, please sit. Okay. Go sit at my favorite rocking chair. And he's sitting, uh, obviously, at a bar stool in a different part of the room. <laughs> Swivels around. Ah, of course. Yeah, that's fair. You probably don't recognize me. I totally understand. Well, I've been sent here because though I was an absent father, and you watch as the hair recedes back into his skin, leaving the visage of an old, grizzled man. I am still your dad. I have a question for you. Uh-huh. When I left your mother, I asked her to do one thing. Uh-huh. And that was to not raise no bitch. <laughs> Tell me, did she? Uh-uh. Mama ain't raised no bitch. You'd be <coughs> proud. That does my heart good. I come with a message. One you know, dearly, uh -huh. is since left this world, but she's stuck in a limbo. Part of her waits to be reassembled and brought back. And part of Barb sits within you now. He gestures towards your dominant hand. But there's one piece left that needs to be freed. There is someone who waits in the world wound. They tried to shunt her into an evil creature to see if they could not use her innate powers for their ill-gotten gains. Unfortunately, it seems to have had the opposite effect. My son, I task you to find the succubus, Arushael. It won't be an easy task, but I know that she was last known to be found in Dresden. Whatever has happened to Barb, she seems to have liked you. May the power that she has given you, at the very least, aid you in your way. Uh-huh. He gets up, kind of moving towards you. I assume Pope backs away ever so slightly, still uh -huh. wary of the man. Things begin to dissociate from the room just as before. What? Hey, hey. Where are you going? I feel like that's a lot of information. 
It is. And I have one last thing to ask uh-huh. my son. I know that you never took a last name because you never knew your father. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll think of using mine. He outreaches a hand to shake yours. Mama ain't raised no bitch. I guess I'll shake your hand. <laughs> My name is Garrick Grimbrew. Garrick Grimbrew. Garrick Grimbrew. Whoa! Whoa! He pff, disappears. Wait, hey, where are you going? Too soon! <laughs> <laughs> and you find yourself lost once more. Well, fuck me. The PCs see a vision of an event that doesn't make sense. Aralu Vorlesh, the bat-winged succubus, uses a deep purple Nihindrian crystal the size of a human head and shoves it into the wardstone at the very last, completing its very corruption. A mauve fire devastates the border cities as the evil ripples through every wardstone along its border. You all come back to yourselves and fall to the ground, able to hear, able to think, able to see, unable to move. Well, I guess now is as good a time as any to do as I so wish. She extends a single finger. A bright green ray shoots from it towards Alu. Alu, you feel the very molecules in your body begin to rip apart. As you scream, it ricochets off of you back into her. Her form starts to pull apart. Fragments of her fingers begin to float away. Her horns begin to dissipate. No, 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 no. This isn't how it's, this isn't how it's supposed to go. I will not let you defeat me so easily. Her clothing and her body begin to fall apart in kind. She takes a hand, rips open a different part of the room, and throws you all through it. If I can't be the one, then you all shall die by others' means, and you are thrown from the room that held the wardstone back into the yard of the garrison, surrounded by Babua demons, demons far stronger than yourselves, that you've only heard tales of from the greatest of those that have fought in the world wound. And now you will all roll for initiative. All right, first and foremost, let's get some initiatives down. Lillian, what did you roll? 18. 18. Errol? Errol got a 14. 14. Alu? An 8. Poe? A 5. A 5. And last but certainly not least, Tammy? 10. 10. So you all warp into this space. You feel fine. You actually feel great. It's almost like all of your wounds have been healed, all of your curses dispelled, all negative status effects have subsided. 
On top of that, all of your spells and daily abilities have returned to you and that you are completely ready for this fight. But there's something else itching at the backs of your heads because it feels a little bit like you're now fifth level characters. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> yeah. But you look at your hands and you notice that they're glowing, still fainter than before. You all have damage reduction 10 good, regeneration 5, resist acid 10, resist fire 10. The light that glows off of you automatically dispels any kind of darkness. You feel like you're going to hit harder and roll better, but we'll get to that as soon as it's appropriate. But the Babu Demons had the first strike as they rolled a 25. First, it's going to move into Poe, and it's going to take a little swing with its long spear. Going to be a natural 19 on that one for an adjusted 31. Does that hit? Yeah. <laughs> and it does 10 points of damage as it sinks its spear right into your side. It is now the pink Babua Demon's turn. It's going to move and do much the same to Lillian with its long spear. And it rolls a 24 to hit. Hits. Hit. Hit. And does 14 points of damage. It also sinks its spear into you. But Lillian, it is now your turn. Uh, Keep in mind, guys, you guys have DR10 good. Yeah, so, so Poe doesn't take any damage. Poe doesn't take any damage. And then uh, Lillian only takes four points of damage. Okay. As the spear hits Poe, smashing off of an aura of golden light. And the other one managing just to barely pierce the one protecting Lillian. Um, um, okay. So, Lillian is going to, I think, in a reactionary state, cast mage armor upon herself. Okay. Um, so that's what she'll take her action to do. All right, she casts mage armor, raising her AC. It is now... The orange babu is demon's turn. Going to move in quickly to get to Olu, raising his spear high. That's going to be a 29 to hit. Sure does. And does eight points of damage. As again, he brings his spear down, but cannot pierce whatever protective aura surrounds Olu. The green one moves in much the same. Going to move around. Double move to get to Tammy. Spear at the ready. Errol, it is now your turn. Uh, Errol is... Errol is going to run over to the one that is attacking Lillian and kind of interpose himself there. So five... 
So I'll just kind of get right, right behind them and uh, take a swing. Uh, that is a 23 to hit. 23 hits. Nice. Uh, 12 points of damage. Roll me another 2d6, please. Ooh. As you feel the energy ripple through your weapon into this evil creature. Uh, another 9, so 21 points. 21 points of damage. You let loose a grand hit on this creature, sinking deep into his flesh, bypassing whatever protections he may have had attributed to himself. Tammy, it is now your turn. Um, Can I do a check on these creatures to You understand. can. It's going to be in uh, Knowledge Planes. Yeah. 21. 21. Uh, so with the 21, I give you one useful piece of information. Any resistances? They have DR, but that doesn't matter. So I'll let you know that you have spell resistance. They have spell resistance? Yeah. Okay. They had DR, but that doesn't seem to matter. Okay. And... Just observation, the weapon that they have, you said, is a spear? It's a long spear, yes. A long spear. Okay. But because it, it's a smaller spear, it does not have reach. Okay. Um, Tammy will take It does a... have reach. I lied. It does have reach, but I didn't Dang know it. that. <laughs> <laughs> so then it doesn't apply. Just kidding. Uh, I'll take a five-foot step back. Either way. And... She is going to cast. Oh, you know what? I'm going to activate Terendalev Scale of Cold Aura. Um, five foot radius burst. Duration is one round per two levels, so that's two rounds. And then it deals 2d6 of cold damage to all creatures within it. It's a five foot radius burst, so I'll just pick. Boop. So that it doesn't affect Alu who's near us. Cool. And then what do I, do I roll something? Uh, creatures that the spell initially damages must, must succeed at a fortitude save fortitude. or become staggered for one round. Ooh. Ooh. That's a uh, beefy one. 27 fortitude save. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yes. Yeah, it passes. <laughs> it's a DC 19. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. Dang it. Anyways, you pass. <laughs> Um, so I'll roll the 2d6 cold damage. Six points. Six points of damage. And the area remains chilled. So, uh, As the six points of cold damage erupt, it uh, doesn't do anything. But roll me 2d6 additional damage. Okay. Ten. Ten. So the cold damage doesn't do anything, but whatever, for whatever reason... The spell you just cast bursts again with bright white light, and it seems to sear the very skin of the demons. It is now the other Babu's demon's turn. It's going to move in, take out its long spear, and try to attack Errol. That is going to be a 26 to hit. Uh, that'll hit exactly. That'll hit exactly. So he raises his spear, brings it down, does 11 points of damage. Uh, Alu, it is your turn. So I'm going to take a five-foot step back away from the two demons that are both in front of me. Um, and we're level five now, right? You are indeed. Oh, cool. 
So now with level five, I got a little thing called Deadly Aim, which is pretty much power attack for ranged characters. Ooh so, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to the southernmost one, the green one, that's kind of between me and Tammy. I'm going to do all the shots on that one. Just try to shoot him with two arrows. Is that a total of what? Minus five to your attacks now? Because a rapid shot? Uh, so deadly aim is just minus two. Minus two plus four. And then if you do rapid shot, don't you take minus two again? Uh, yeah. My, minus two so shot. I have one on here that still gives me the modified. Yeah. So I'm still rocking a plus seven. All right. There all you go. Included. Sounds nice. good. <laughs> yeah. Adjusted 20. Adjusted 20 hits. So that's going to be... Oh, boy. Here I go, killing guys. So that's going to be 12 points of damage. Roll me two additional D6 as Radiance glows with extra bright light, as if Poe said it in the background when you weren't listening. Uh, an extra nine points of damage. What's that total? <laughs> uh, so the total... Actually, what did I say? So 12. Uh, so that's 21 points of damage total. 21 points of damage. Rock the body of the Babu Demon. All right. And then the second shot. Oh, I was not on the 18. I rolled to a four. So only 11. 11. But for the first time since the fall of Canabras, you feel this bright golden light surge within you. Roll me another D12 on top of that 11. Oh. <laughs> Got a 12. 12. So <laughs> you loose this arrow, certain it will miss, and it corrects itself in midair as if the wardstone itself guides it, hitting the demon. Roll for damage with another 2d6. 19 points of damage. 19 points of damage as the arrow strikes true. Poet is now your turn. How's, it, how's that one looking? That one's looking bad. Pretty bad. Pretty okay. bad. A few things. Do we need to be trying to stabilize our ally? She is unconscious but stable. She is now okay. breathing. Like, you can see her chest rise and fall. Okay. Um, a, do we have our level five health as well? Uh, or is that going to happen later? No, you have everything bestowed upon you. But we have to roll that with you? Uh, yeah, we'll figure it out if you fall for whatever okay. reason b b below that. Let's Let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, and then these characters do have reach. They do. Okay. Poe is going to acrobatically double move into flanking position with Errol. So 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. So he'll roll. It's a plus his... two to their CMD because you're moving through two threatened squares, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. There we go. Okay. Yeah, CMD for once. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but it's it's gonna work out. I have I have faith. Okay. Um, I want to use my. Well, I get to choose to use the chance encounter feat. After we know the results, I believe. Sounds good. We may as well find out if this just happens to work. Uh, a nine? No. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, a nineteen. 19. You feel strange as you move through certain that you failed. Roll me a d12, please. Uh-oh. 
Okay. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Into the box. Uh, plus eight, so a total of twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So just as when just when you thought you had lost your footing, the golden aura seemingly takes the wheel, and you manage to evade both of their attacks of opportunity, landing ever so swiftly in the flanking position next to Errol. While drawing my swords. And Indeed. then uh, as he's drawing his swords, he's like, my hand's glowing. I'll wager that's not all that's glowing. And uh, <laughs> lands in flanking position. All right. Back to the top of the order. There is a Baboo Demon that I forgot to add that will now go after Poe. And it's going to move. Five, ten. Going to move in and attack Tammy. Don't they have reach, so wouldn't they be back? Probably. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Woody. Yeah. Uh, it's going to go for an 18 to hit. Uh, That hits. That hits. All right. Raises it high above his head. Stabs down, doing 15 points of damage. Ah, okay. Got it. All right. Back to the top of the order. It is now the Babua Demon's turn. Uh, the red one, not liking that Poe left, will now take a five-foot step and try to do a full round action against Tammy. He's going to drop his spear on the way. He's going to try claw-claw bite. Uh, 28 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Does no damage. With that sweet, sweet DR. Yeah. 18 to hit. That hits. Does no damage. Bites. 23 to hit. Hits. <laughs> Does one point of damage total. Ah. Uh, as like he's just trying to get to you and can't manage to get past what's happening. It is now the Baboo Demon who is flanked by both Poe and Errol's turn. Turning to Poe, doing the same, dropping his spear. 27. No damage. I'm just going to roll them both at the same time. Uh, 30 for no damage. Oh, I'm rolling rocks and doing... And that was one point of damage total. There <laughs> you go. One. As it manages to scratch ever so slightly past you. Lillian, you feel... As five of your hit points return to you as you regenerate from the turn before. It is now your turn. Okay, cool, cool. Um, All right. So... Really quick, I think this is the case, uh, but with flying, you still incur the same attacks of opportunity if you do not make a full withdrawal. Uh, indeed. Okay. But he no longer has um, his, reach because he dropped his uh, spear. So he wouldn't be able to, to, I mean, I guess he could take like an unarmed attack. You could five uh, foot step. Yeah, you could five foot step. And then you could fly, cast flying. I could five foot step and then cast flying. Yeah. Okay. Um, secondly, can I only cast flying on myself? No. It's a hex. So I don't know what the hex says. Uh, okay. The, I'll yeah, look the, at that the next fly time. spell itself. Yeah. yeah. I know, but okay. the, the hex I didn't is, realize it was a hex. Yeah. Because she has the flight hex. So it, it, oh. I think at fifth level, it, it tears from Featherfall to fly. Um, I will look at it next time. Um, for now, Tammy, when you did your check, you did not get any information on HD, right? No. 
I would like to do a check myself. Well, um, what kind of check would it be? Would it be? It local? is a knowledge planes. Oh, I can do that. Okay, then I would like to do that as well. Okay. Woo! Natural nineteen for a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I'll give you uh, two pieces of information. What else would you like to know? Okay, so HD is one of them. And um, what else did you find out, Tammy? Sorry, I was trying to get... You know they have DR, but it's bypassed, and then they have spell resistance. Yep. They have spell resistance? Yes. Okay. Um, But they don't have any other resistances? Or do we not know? Uh, They... I can tell you those. They have uh, acid... Resistant acid 10, resistance cold 10, resistance fire 10, which is why the initial spell that Tammy cast didn't go through, but then for whatever reason, the holy energy that came off of it hit. Okay. Okay. Um, and then HD, please. HD. They have uh, 7 HD total. So they're, they're beefier, but you've been watching this green one in the corner, and it's taken a couple good shots, but it's it's looking wavering. It's It's certainly not the powerhouse of the Minotaur that you just faced off against. Okay, and is that a full action? Nope, that that's just a, that's that's a, just free, a free action. action. Indeed okay. it is. Cool. We determined, uh, I believe, that Aggressive Thundercloud is just a 10-foot radius and has to be cast within a single square. It does. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to go ahead and cast it. Ah, too many taps. I'm going to go ahead and cast it right here so that it does not get Tammy. Is that solid? Uh, you can I cast have... it. You have to cast it on top of a creature. I have cast to cast it... it on top of a creature. For it to so... affect them, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. So it won't affect Tammy if I cast exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Red. It's nice. It's a very, it's like a column of storm, basically. Got it. Got it. That is what I need. Why don't they just call it storm column? I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> would you rather call it storm column or aggressive thundercloud? That's fair. I don't know. Stormcalm seems pretty rad. I mean, aggressive thundercloud also <laughs> seems very rad. All right. So, do you cast it on Mr. Red Babua Demon? Yes, please. Perfect. What do I roll? Damage, and you roll a reflex save. Reflex save. Oh, I am killing it with the rolls. If this was any other combat, y'all would be in some serious trouble. That's a twenty-four. Okay. To your reflex. Do I, um, and none of the initial, uh, things that you granted us would improve my spell save, right? Unfortunately, everything that I, I granted would not. Um, you know what? I'm going to roll a d12. Let's see what happens. What did I say it was total? 24? All right. Yeah. Minus a d12. <laughs> uh, that's a 15 now adjusted. Sorry, oh, no, oh, it's a I 13 now adjusted. Oh, okay, sweet. Well, then he fails. Might as well use that D12. I mean, it's tough to use that D12 as a caster, but yeah, you feel this golden light weaken him further. He fails, takes all of the damage. Hit me with that damage. Three. Three, come on. Two. Fuck. <laughs> so, Eight points of damage total. Damage, yeah. Roll me 2d6 additional damage, please. Okay. As you watch as these thunderclaps, as it hits it, glow with this bright, booming light. Uh, that's uh, seven. Seven, so 15 points total as you smash into this demon. And now it can't see Tammy at well. Uh, it is now the orange 
demon's turn. It's going to, let's see. Coup de gras, Arabeth. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm a shitty game master. I'm not that shitty. Uh, drops its, it's going to drop its spear and do the same thing with that five foot step and open up a can of something or other on a loop. Um, that's going to be a 27 to hit for no damage. If it does hit, it uh, surely does. Ah, goodness gracious. 28 to hit. Yep. No damage. And it's going to be 25 to hit. Yep. You feel like it would have caused some damage, but then it doesn't. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. It's now the, the green demon's turn. It's going to... Timmy doesn't have anything out, so it's going to go... And it's going to stab at you as you feel it's flanking, and it feels a little sneaky. It's flanking? Uh-oh. It's Not on you. On, on Alu. On Alu. Oh, so sorry, Alu. Uh, of course, the one time where I don't roll anything halfway decent. 24? Yep. All right, here we go. Wow. It's a lot of dice to do a whole lot of nothing. Three points of total damage that bypass your DR. <laughs> Errol, it is now your turn. Errol is flanking this uh, pink babua demon with Poe. And for his level five thing that he took, the good old classic power attack. There we oh go. Oh boy. So I'm going <laughs> to do a power attack on this pink babua demon. Um, 18 to hit. You feel it, though it's going to glance wrong, but then once more, surging with beautiful energy. Roll that d12. Plus another nine. Plus another nine, and you strike true. Cut. 16 points of damage. 16 points of damage. 2d6. As you crunch through its skin, Tammy, it is now your turn. I'm also going to take a five foot step. No. Just to make it harder for them to flank. Too bad. Me. Okay. Uh, the purple one just below me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know if it has any metal on it. It does not. Well, the sp- the tip of its Ooh. spear does. <laughs> Indeedy do it does. Uh oh. <laughs> Zap. Or, or carrying <laughs> a metal weapon. Uh oh. <laughs> does that count? Indeed, it does. Cool. Okay. Well, Tammy has to be within melee range for this, so she's going to take a five-foot step in towards it, and she's going to outstretch a hand, and she's going to cast Shocking Grasp. Oof. Yikes. Nine. Nine? Yes. You, too, feel this great sudden upheaval of goodness in you. Roll me a d12, please. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> I don't use the D12 very much, being a goblin. Um, five. Five to so 14 total. And you push past, but you feel this weird resistance. Roll me spell resistance, please. So what is the spell resistance? I think it I... says on your sheet. It should say below all of your attributes where your spell resistance is, but it's going to be plus five. Oh, it's, it's I a, think D, it's just plus it's a D20 level, right? plus five. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, I just want to know what passes. You're not going to tell me, though. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, it. it's like that AC just for spells. He's not going to um, tell you that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. 
18. 18, and you bypass it as you feel it go. Yes. And you feel two more d6 on top of that five d6 you were already rolling. Where's my... Can a girl get some d6? Thank you. Thank you. I don't want yours. I'm just kidding. Wow. My heart. I'm just kidding. I need one of yours. Seven d6. Oh, I feel like Barb again. No. So does Bo. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. 31. 31 Holy points of damage. <laughs> Again, it goes as you just wreck its body. You hear its like teeth chatter. All right, it is now the blue babooa demon's turn. It's going to take the long path around just so that it can flank Errol, and it's going to try and hit natural 20. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Roll to confirm. Natural one. Oh! Uh, <laughs> does not I'll confirm, but does have exploding dice. Uh-oh. No explosions to be had here. Uh, it is going to be something we're talking about. 12 points of damage that bypass the DR in wow. total. 12 total? 12 total. Holy, yeah, that's it's 22 lot. in total. Um the 12 came up. It is now a lose turn. Make sure everyone's taking the five points of healing. Sure am, because I am right up. now. I'm back to full health. Boop, 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 boop. So I'm going to take another five-foot step, uh, step back, and now I'm going to be right next to Lillian. I'm going to, again, focus the Babua just south of me and do all the shots. So for the first one, come on. Natural 20. <laughs> I was like, are you doing math or are you pausing no, for suspense? I swear, I got a natural Both? 20. Uh, nice, buddy. Go ahead and roll to confirm. Uh, 17? 17. Your hand shakes, but you feel resolute once more. Roll me that D12 to confirm that. Oh, no. Which one did I use? All right, this one. I got 12 on the die. I like there you it. go. I'm keeping this uh, D12. confirmed this critical. D12 for life. <laughs> All right. Uh, piercing because it's a bow, yeah? Yep. Uh, wait, where's my other? Oh, there it is. Wait, no. Leg wound. Deal double damage and targets land speed is halved for 1d4 rounds. I don't think that's going to matter. That's yeah, it's times I... three damage for good old Lulu. Times three? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's I a bow. Mean... Yeah. I need way more dice. And make sure you include the 2d6 of additional damage sure on top did. of your 14d8. And like, well, he already shot that guy twice, so like he's He's probably dead. fine. Oh, he's fucked. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, hold on. Hold, please, for math. 16. <laughs> 22. 27 points of damage. All right, buddy. How do you do this? Uh, well... Lou will notice that the this one particular Babua is making a break for Tammy, and she's got three, three of them, and just shoots in the back of the head before it can really do anything. And then, it, in terms of rapid shot, since I still have another shot, am I able to now just aim at a different Babua? Absolutely, believe you can. Absolutely, it's a full cool. round action. Well, well, I'm gonna then go to hit the one that was in front of that one. Uh, that is currently flanking Tammy. 
All right, the red babu, you take a shot. 14. 14 misses. Even with all that positive energy flowing through, that one unfortunately sails above its head. Poe, it is now your turn. Poe, with his glowing hands, is going to five-foot step. Why those are directly related? Who knows? But he did it nonetheless. (laughs) Um, He is going to swing with his cold iron sawtooth saber, getting a 15. A 15. You watch as your sword glances off of its body, but you feel reinvigorated. Roll me a d12, please. 19. 19. You just barely managed to pierce through its thick hide, delivering a harrowing blow. Yay. And this includes an additional 2d6? Indeed it does. Solid. <laughs> all those dice at the tray. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited. Good thing he has a shit ton of d6 because that's all he's laying on. Yeah, he right bought now. that little chess X set that has like 18 <laughs> of them. <laughs> you never thought he'd have yeah. to use them all. Ha ha. Ha ha It does 19 points of damage. All them dice doing and some then damage. Additionally, with how sneaky he's feeling, he is going to um, debilitate him by bewilderment. So the target becomes bewildered, taking a minus two penalty to AC. Ooh. <laughs> um, so did you not do a full round action that attack? I did, but this sneak attack applies to the debilitating injury, and then if the next sneak attack hits, it increases the duration by an initial ad- an additional round. Gotcha. So instead of the offhand attack, it does a debilitating strike? Exactly. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, are you so doing... this is just part of the first one. Oh, so cool. Oh, so you still get your offhand, offhand attack, right? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. damn. This is just whenever you do sneak oh. attack to a foe. This happens. When you're doing the Unchained Rogue. Y'all are getting beefy. Wow. Yeah, if people don't play the Unchained version of their classes, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Do I have an Unchained version? No. There's no Unchained version of your class. There's only four four Unchained classes. It's Rogue, Monk, Barbarian, Mm. and Summoner. Yep. Um, He takes minus four from me. Okay. uh, Minus four to the AC, but minus two from everybody else. Okay. So. That's how that rolls. Um, a 23 to hit. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> After you've nice. lowered its AC by four. Whee! How's this one not dead? We'll find out right <laughs> after Poe kills him. <laughs> nice. 21 damage. How do you do this, buddy? <laughs> oh, man. I got him a whole leg. two rounds of a lowered AC. It helped. I mean, uh, that 23 may not have gotten through. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, so Poe is just captivated by his uh, glowing hands, and he's just waving his swords as fast as he can to try to make light streaks with his glowing hands. He's going to like try to draw a dick or something with his glowing hands. It totally works. And in turn, just sawtooth sabers. This babua. And the, and the babua demon gets so sawtoothed, such sabered. And falls <laughs> dead. All right. It is now the purple boo is demon's turn. It drops 
its long spear and hopes to open up a hefty can of whoop ass on Tammy. Here we go. That's going to be 21 to hit. It, it may be best just to assume that everything hits. Sounds yes, good. That hits. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get me some dice. Uh, that's going to be seven points of damage that get through your DR. Okay. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Because that red one is obscured by the mist, is he no longer threatening because of the mist chance? It's only if you're fully blinded. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. You, have to have, you have to have total cover to Got not get uh, your attack of opportunity. Uh, 18? Hits. All right. <laughs> Worth asking. Um, this one doing a poultry one point of damage once it gets through all of your DR. Okay. 17. It hits. Ah, <laughs> uh, this one doing quite a bit more, doing seven more points of damage as it gets through your DR. All right, back to the top of the order. It is the red demon's turn. It's going to take a five-foot step out of that thundercloud, so it is no longer attacked come the next turn. And it's going to do the same thing to Tammy, really opening up on her. Okay, a 14. Does not hit. Boo, 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 boo. Woo, thank goodness for that. All right, that's a hit. Doing ah, some decent damage there. That's uh, nine points of damage after the DR. Jesus. Hit again. And does no points of damage this time as it moves to bite you. All right. Is that the... Nope. It is now Lillian's turn. (laughs) Okay. There's... uh, So, okay. First of all, um, I knew that the Thundercloud can move. Mm -hmm. Um, When does that move? You use your move action to direct it. Great. Then I shall direct it back over... Not to shit. Tammy. Red <laughs> Goblin. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Babua. All right. Let's see, let's um, see how this goes. I'm going to roll his fortitude save. Ooh, reflex. That's... Reflex. Is it reflex? Yeah. Even worse. 11. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and you feel and then... two more d6 of damage rain down on top of that initial whatever that you do. Okay. And then I would like to go ahead and conjure myself a little hyena. All right. So you take your turn. You start summoning. And on the beginning of your next turn, a hyena will appear. Uh, Do you want to roll damage on that babua demon? Yeah. Sorry. I forgot. No, you're good. Okay. Uh, So that's a 10. 10. Um, That's... So that that was for the first three rolls. Do I roll three again? Uh, you do two d six. Two d six. Okay. Uh, two d six. Two d six additional damage. Yeah, because of the magic oh. aura you have on you right now. Two. Okay. And ten again. Wow. So there you go. Twenty, 20 points 20. of damage. Okay. It is now the orange demon's turn. It's going to move right here it's gonna stab out an arrow with its spear 
because it's fucking natural 19 on the die for a 31 to hit. That'll hit. That'll hit. Let's see what kind of damage he lays out. 15 points of damage bypassing your DR with that 15 points. Errol, it is now your turn. Is that, uh, is that Babua kind of try to do that acrobatically or does he want to take uh, he can move an in, attack he can of move opportunity? In, he can move into range of you because uh, mm -hmm. you don't have reach. So then he can attack Errol. He's good. From right. He was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I understand what you're saying. Yes. Errol is going to five foot step to the north and kind of pin this blue Babua demon against the wall. He's going to power attack swing at him. Uh oh. Eleven to hit. And you feel that energy surge through. You roll that d12. Seventeen. And still glances right off of him. Missing. Tammy, it is your turn. Well, Tammy doesn't feel great. Make sure you heal five points. She still She not feels better. <laughs> Ooh. Um just do some math. Whoop. Okay. So uh if I try to do a full withdrawal, I still incur some attacks of opportunity, right? Uh yeah, there's not a well if I come up this mm, this is the then direction you, I'm thinking. Yes, you or? so you can go you can go to the left or to the right you can go to the left? For a full withdrawal, and then avoid attacks of opportunity from there. But you can only go to the left. Yeah. Did you sure you're good? We have to. Yeah. I think I still incur them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It, because neither, it's if you no. leave the threatened square. Oh, you do. You're yeah, right. yeah. Into yeah. a different threatened square. You can try to move acrobatically. I'm trapped. Help. Okay. <laughs> Will. I mean, you could just try to kill that guy. I mean, but there's two of them, and they'll well, both the red, have a Well, the round. red guy. No, but I'm saying, like, five-foot step, try to kill the red guy. Because he's taken two shots and two thunderclouds. So, like, he's just about dead, right? But if I don't kill him, I might die. It's easy when you're a big beefcake. It's not easy when you're the opposite. I don't know if you remember last episode where Errol died. <laughs> <laughs> and still somehow. Spoiler so alert. Wait, that doesn't apply to this episode. Uh, how, does, how does that work? Is it holding a spear? Go back and listen to the last episode. Neither one of them. Neither one of them are holding the spear. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cast Cure Moderate on myself. Okay. Which is 2d8 plus my caster level. 2d, yep. yep, 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 yep. These are d8s. And that heals 14. 14. All right. It is now the blue baboo is demon's turn. It's going to move acrobatically away from Errol. Let's see how his acrobatics goes. It's against my CMD, right? It is indeed. 21 against your CMD. That'll do it, yeah. All right. So he manages to definitely move and then takes his spear out, no longer flanking, and attacks you. Natural two uh, for, a for a 12. No. Uh, 14, excuse me. Misses. Alu, it is now your turn. You're seeing your friend Tammy get hammered in the south. Why is she drinking Shh. so much? Because um, she likes to. 
Really, drinking on the job is never a good thing. <laughs> um, so I'm going to... I'm going to take a five-foot step a little bit closer to Tammy, and I'm going to do all the shots again. I'm going to be shot, aiming... Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> that, That's why Tammy's uh, hammered. It's all the shots. <laughs> Lol. Oh, oh, oh. I'll, I'll give her a shot glass. Like, have some more vodka and just water, but she's too drunk to know. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to take first one at red and see if I might be able to kill it. Definitely not. That's a 10. Uh, you miss, but you feel that sudden surge once again. Roll me at oh. d12. Come on, baby. Come on. Another six onto that. So 16. 16. You still miss, unfortunately. Yep. All right. Take that second shot. That's a nine. Nine. (laughs) Just shot after shot going over its head. Missing. All right. It is now Poe's turn. Uh, Poe sees the poor state that... Um, <clears throat> Tammy is in and is going to move into flanking position with Tammy for as long as that'll last. Bye. I think I'm so just going to always use that to describe Tammy from now on. <laughs> the poor state Tammy's in. So we just Tam- rested. So Tammy's not threatening, so you don't get sneak attack, by the way. Oh. I'm not threatening. She's very tiny. She's, uh, un- she's very unthreatening. Poe hollers. Take luck, Tammy. And takes a five foot. Oh, but Lillian's not threatening either. So that's useless. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Smokey. What is Irabeth doing? She's unconscious. Oh, God. We should do something about that. She is uh, stable. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what Luna's been doing. She went to check. Okay. I am going to... Oh, this is very frustrating. Okay, given that nobody's threatening anybody, the whole thing is pointless, Pose having an existential crisis. If I'm not good for my sneak attack, then what am I good for? (laughs) The only thing I'm good for is absorbing blows, which I can definitely do. And he is going to still move... Uh, if I move just north of the red babua, will I, oh, never mind. Alu can take a five foot step out of the way. Okay. 10. Does Orange have his spear out or did he drop it for his natural weapon? He still has his spear out. He does still have his spear out. That's right. So that would be 10, 30. Poe is going to move at full speed, acrobatically, into this position. Moving at slow, at full speed, acrobatically, will increase the check by five because I have chosen acrobats, acrobatics, as my uh, advanced talent. Okay, I believe you. That sounds like a bunch of rules that I have not taken in, but it. How well versed are you on the Unchained Rogue at level five? (laughs) Ish. (laughs) Not very. Yeah. So go ahead and roll that CMD check. uh, Five, 
15. Okay. CMD, I'm moving through two of them. Ha! Solid. Or the lack thereof. Um, he gets a... You're only moving through one of them, by the way. Oh, you're... Oh, yeah, because Red dropped his yep. spear. Fantastic. Okay. 15. You move deftly, but not quite deft enough. But you feel once more the golden energy surge through your body to see if you can't not maybe, maybe miss. Not maybe. <laughs> not, not, maybe, maybe, not, not 21. Unfortunately, <laughs> it raises its spear high above its head and goes to stab at you as you run away. But as I do so, whoever that lady who touched me in the world wound, I'm going to take advantage of that touch and use my chance encounter. Ooh, you gonna re-roll? I'm re-rolling, I don't, ah, it's probably. So much luck, might as futile. well, right? May as well, yeah, it's it's once per day, but I've never used it before, so you have as good a time as used it once before. any. I've used it once before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to tell you this individual parts the sum of the parts is just the same as the whole, but I don't want to do the math. 16 plus 15. 31! And you handled. managed to, if only by the grace of the woman you met in the world wound, jump by and passed it. Holla at your boy! He's going to swing with his cold iron sawtooth saber. Getting a natural 20! <laughs> nice. He Kill tries to confirm people. it with a 18. Not a confirmed. Okay. He's going to be remorse about the lack of sneak attack damage. Exploding dice? Yeah. Yep. And you still got that Ooh. 2d6. Oh, yeah. Doing 15 points of damage. 15 points of damage. So you managed to lay out some damage, but it still seems okay. <laughs> it is now the purple babua demon's turn. It moves in to attack Tammy. 21 to hit. That hits. That is 12 points of damage. After resistance? After resistance. Jesus. Are you getting stronger? They have sneak attack. That's yeah. why. Oh, shit. That doesn't help, does it? Doesn't. 17? 17? Yes. All right, that's going to be three points of damage. Last one. Natural 18, 30. No. <laughs> and that does no points of damage uh. as it clangs Oof. off of what you call it, but it is now Good the red it. demon's turn. It looks salivating at Tammy, seeing her bleed slowly die. And it raises its claws high in the air. And I guess we'll have to see if this onslaught uh, oh. kills Tammy oh, next fuck? time on the final crusade. What kind of bullshit is this? The best kind. You really just is want to kill your wife. because I didn't make you a good sandwich yesterday? <laughs> I'll do better. Yikes. <laughs> Thank you.
Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo product, please visit paizo.com. <laughs>